right. Today we want to talk about making your vision come true. Helen Keller, who was born blind and was a great educationist and an author, said this once, and I quote, the only thing worse than being born blind is having sight but no vision. End of quote. See, vision is the art of seeing with the invisible eye. The future belongs to those who see possibilities before they become obvious. And so vision is really God's greatest gift. I love talking about it. And I want to talk about it every January and look at different sides of it. Because had it not been for vision, personally, I don't believe we would be where we are in our ministry today. In fact, sometimes I, am, I, I wish I could have known some of these things much earlier. Of course, even if I may not have known the principles, we lived the principles. And for those of you who are young, what a gift you're getting. What a blessing. Blessed art thou among young people. If you are sitting next to a 30-year-old and young, look at them and say, blessed art thou among the people. Yeah. You see, vision is not what is, but vision is what could be. That's what I love about vision. Means where I am now is really not my final destination. But there's far more available to me. There's things about your life you haven't explored yet. There's things that you haven't experienced yet. There's anointings you haven't yet received. There are levels that you haven't yet gotten to. God is not through with you yet. That's what I like. Yeah. See, with all the great things going on around us, and, and I'll forever be grateful, but I know there's more. If you have no vision for the future, you'll end up dying today. And I'm not talking about physical death. Because really, vision is what makes us live. It's vision that makes you wake up when you feel like sleeping. It's vision that makes you to keep on going on even when things are difficult. It's vision that guides you how to handle your life to say no to things that will destroy your life. It's vision that makes you sacrifice, give money, give of your body, give of your time. It's vision that makes you come to church even when your eyes are red. Uh. It's, vision. it's vision that makes you work even if you are not paid for it it's vision that makes you to overcome people's criticism it's vision that makes you that even if nobody supports you you still go on anyhow it's vision it's vision that causes you that if they throw you in jail you'll still come out and live out the dream it's vision that gives you the power to forgive people who don't believe in you because they don't know what they're doing. It was vision that made Jesus Christ go to the cross and despise the shame of the cross. It was vision that made him to go through with the pain and still say, God, I will go through with the pain. Even if the flesh is weak, but my spirit is willing. 
It is vision that makes us to face circumstances. See, we must not be pushed by our circumstances, but we must rather be led by our vision. See, vision is a glimpse of your purpose. God brought you in this world for a purpose. I want to read Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 and 3 in the Amplified Bible, if you would. Habakkuk 2 from verse 2. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and engrave it so plainly upon tablets that everyone who passes may be able to read it easily and quickly as he hastens by. So in short, let your vision be clear and it should not be complicated or complex. But be very clear about where you are going. Be very clear about your destination. Can you wake up a few sleeping people? I see a few sleeping people. I don't know if I have a vision. I'm not talking about that kind of vision where you are having a dream. You know, not that kind. There's another kind. Verse 3 says, for the vision is for yet an appointed time. Every vision has an appointed time. It says, and it hastens to the end. It will not deceive or disappoint. See, when God gives you a vision, you'll not be disappointed and God will not deceive you. God's not going to give up on the vision he has for you as long as you don't give up. I'll show you, I think, next week. One of the things that interested me when I've been studying on vision is that it's amazing how even when God tells you about vision, he knows that there's obstacles on the way. When it spoke to Joshua about going into the promised land, he knew that uh, they had to to go and face Jordan. He knew that the walls of Jericho, they'd still have to face it. So God knows already that vision is going to have challenges. But you see, God is not a man to lie. Can I hear an amen in the house? When God says it's going to happen, it doesn't matter what obstacle is in your way. If God says it, it's going to happen. It doesn't matter how long it's going to take. If God says it, it's going to happen. If God says it, it's going to happen. It doesn't matter if the devil doesn't like it. It's got nothing to do with the devil. It doesn't matter if people don't like it. It doesn't matter if people rise up against you, your own family, like Joseph, if it rises against you. It doesn't matter if there's a soul in your life who's trying to kill you, David. It doesn't matter who it is. If God says it, it's going to happen. Obstacle and all, it's going to happen. Can I hear an amen in the house? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So God says, it's for an appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not deceive or disappoint. Note, though it tarry, wait earnestly for it. Because it will surely come. It will not be behind hand on its appointed day. Can I hear an amen? I think that's one of the most powerful scriptures on vision. So much in that scripture. I don't want to explore it now. We'll see it some other time. In Acts 26, Paul is standing before King Agrippa. And I'm reading this one in the contemporary English Bible. And he's explaining to Agrippa how come he became a Christian. 
And he's talking about how that he was persecuting Christians and he had a letter to go and persecute the Christians and he was on his way to Damascus. In verse 12 of Acts chapter 26, he says, on such a journey, I was going to Damascus with the full authority of the chief priest. He's going to, he's going to persecute Christians. He says, while on the road at midday, King Agrippa, I saw a light from heaven shining around me and my traveling companions. The light was brighter than the sun. We all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice that said to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why are you harassing me? It's hard for you to kick against a spear or against the goats. Then I said, who are you, Lord? The Lord replied, I am Jesus, whom you are harassing or persecuting. Verse 16, get up, stand on your feet. I have appeared to you for this purpose. Somebody say, for this purpose. Say it again, for this purpose. Say it again, for this purpose. You see, Vazalana, when God gives you a vision, when God appears to you, he has a purpose to it. See, God doesn't play games. God is not frivolous. God doesn't just joke around. There's a purpose why you are here. Maybe when you don't appreciate it. Maybe when you don't see it. But there is a purpose to your life. Yeah. I wish some of you could take yourself a little bit more seriously than you're doing right now. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't even look serious at all about yourself. Look at them and say, even the way you are saying amen, you don't look serious at all. You, you tell them you don't look serious, you don't sound serious, you are not even taking notes, you are not even having a Bible. Look at them and say, who on a vision? How? <laughs> Pastor Don. Shabayaba, how are you? <laughs> Good to see you, little Lord. Bless the Lord. At least you need to rest. Amen. Bless the Lord. But many of us don't realize there's a purpose to us. I'm telling you, Vasalan, I want to say this until it sinks into your spirit. There's a reason to your life. You're an important person. Looking at this young lady, you're, you're an important person, my dear. Huh? Huh? You may not think so, but you're an important person. Hmm? But you see, in the world, people don't make us, you know, we're not told that we're important. There's a lot of people on the other side of your obedience who are going to be blessed by you obeying. Not the other people's lives. That you're going to touch other people. When other people see you living your dream, they get inspired. You see, I found out that our paths somehow are intertwined. Yeah. Our destinies are interlinked. They are overlapping. That's why the, when you look at us, we are like pieces of a jigsaw puzzle. There's none of us who is complete as one piece. We need the other piece. That's why not, none of us carries all giftings and abilities. You, you know, God gave some this and others that and some that and some that. Why? So that we must influence one another. English, yeah. you are throwing it. You, you're really not coming to the level of who you are. Because you don't think there's purpose to your life. Yes. You've been told so much that you are a nobody that you are believing it. They've preached to you in your home. Kurutuba Opufe. 
And you've believed it. Your uncles, they told you you are a nobody. You've believed it. God says to Paul, I appeared to you for this purpose. There's a purpose why you are in the service today. There's a purpose why what is being preached is affecting your spirit in the way it's affecting your spirit today. God wants to light your fire on the inside. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? I said, can I hear an amen? But many people don't realize that. There's a reason why you are here. Tell three people there's a reason why you are here. You know what, let me expound more. Yeah, tell them, tell them. Three people, there's a reason why. Tell them you, there's a purpose. There's a purpose to your life. How to bop? How to bop? How to bop? How to bop? You know what, I, I was so blessed this past week. There's a young pastor, probably is watching now from Ghana. He can say amen. I want to hear him all the way here in South Africa. I was so blessed by this young pastor. He came all the way from Ghana just to come to our church, church. Because I've been preaching in Ghana and he saw me preaching there at the ISI and he really loved our ministry. And I go back to Ghana as well to go and do the church growth, the, the church growth seminar that's there as well. You know, Bishop Doug and the, the, we're friends, you know, and all that and ministries working together. And this young man just left and he, he saved money, paid his way. He was here on Christmas Day. Cannot tell you on Christmas. He was here the other Sunday, and he was here this whole week, just to come and be in the church. And said, so, so "Just I just want to come and sit in the church growth anointing." You know, Yabayang Kopota Mansuamura Najeso. When he was talking to the people of his time, Arabato Batata from the east and from the west, Bato Tola Sailing Saluna. Some of you, you are sitting here Sunday after Sunday. You are not changing. You are not moving. You are not doing anything about what you are hearing. People fly all the way and spend money, thousands of rents, to come and get the same thing away to long every Sunday and you are taking it for granted. I tell you, there's a purpose to your life. There's a reason why you are in this service. There's a reason why when you come here, something happens on the inside of you. I was sharing with this young pastor. I said, you know, I figured it out. There are certain places when I go there, I leave. Yeah. There's a certain connection. There are certain places when you are there, something happens on the inside. They strike a fire on the inside of you. Yeah. And somehow, more of your purpose comes forth. Jesus says, I appear to you, Paul, for this purpose. There's a purpose to your life. I said, there's a purpose to your life. That's why God gives you vision. There's a purpose to your life. You're not just here, NJ. Some of you, it's about time you start thinking seriously about your life and the decisions you make around your life and the way you live your life, the way you handle your body. The things that you allow into your life. The places you go to. The things that you read. It's about time you took yourself a little bit more seriously. I said there is a purpose to your life. It says I appear to you for this purpose. Wow. To appoint you as my servant. And a witness of what you have seen. And what I will show you. Wow. He says, I will rescue you from your own people, from the Gentiles that I am sending you. 
to open their eyes, then to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to the power of God, and receive forgiveness of sins and place among those who are made by my faith in me. Verse 19, he says, So King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. So many people disobey the vision. God tries to strike a vision in your heart, but you won't follow it. Yeah, you won't follow it. There's a vision in your life, but you live your life as though there's no vision in your life. You don't give yourself to that vision. That's why many people's lives are so frustrated. That's why so many people feel like life is not worth living. Because the vision makes you live. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Basalan, vision will sustain you. Even when every day of your life you are experiencing pain and tragedy, somehow vision will sustain you. But no, no, not many people have given themselves to the vision. Tell your neighbor, I like the way you are quiet in 2017. I just like, I just like the way you are quiet. So let's talk about those steps. How do we make our vision come through? Step number one. Define your vision. Define it. You see, vision is seeing what you were born to do. Cousin Pew says this concerning personal vision. He says, personal vision is a God-given perception of what God wants for our lives. What is it that God wants for your life? Define it. So I am not confused about who I am and what God wants for my life and my purpose. I'm not confused. I'm not, I'm not desiring to be something, you know, I don't have a problem when I meet people, you know, all kinds of people. Say, I'm this and this, what are you, Kirigun Fundis? Yeah. And you know, some of them, they try to say, talk in a way to, to feel sorry for me. Why are you feeling sorry for me? I have a time of my life. Sorry for me. I'm happy. I'm happy. I don't want to say, no, I talk to people about higher things. I don't say I'm a leadership consultative. Well, no, 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 no. You Yes. Define. Don't be confused. Own up to who you are. Define your vision. This is who I am. This is where I'm going. This is what I'm trying to achieve. Define yourself. Psalms 139 verse 3 says, when David talks about God, he says, you carefully observe me. That's the New English translation. He says, you carefully observe me when I travel or when I lie down to rest. You are aware of everything I do. God is aware of you. Aware of everything you do. Therefore, decide on what God wants for your life and want it for yourself. Don't settle for less than what God wants for you. I'm telling you, Wazalan. Never. No problem. I have no choice. That's what God wants for me. When I was 18 years old and when God called me into the ministry on the 4th of July, 
Hallelujah. Give yourself fully. Not halfway. Not 2%, 100%. In fact, 150% if there's a number like that. Give yourself fully. Have that intensity this year to give yourself fully. I like the conference of Bishop that give yourself wholly. Fully. Yeah. On the path, you know, as a young guy, I was 18 years old when I received the call of God. Family members talked privately to my parents. Your son is too young. Give me a little chocolate. Too much of a burden. And then they would try to come and give me counsel. Don't you want to do something on their side? To fall back on. God, no, I have nothing to fall back on. You won't Yeah. See, some of you, you will never see the extent to which God can do things through your life because you are half-hearted. You don't ever do anything 100%. Uzamazama. Give yourself fully to what God has given you as a vision. Don't settle for less than what God wants for yourself. Set goals in whatever vision God's given you. Set goals that glorify God. See, God is glorified when you succeed. God is glorified when you fulfill the vision he has given you. He's glorified. Listen to what Jesus says in John 5, 30. He says, I can do nothing on my own initiative. Just as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just because I don't seek my own will, but the will of the one who sent me. Oh, let that be what you are saying this year. Let that be your motto this year. I don't seek my own way. I seek the will of him that sent me. Give yourself fully, fully to the work of God, fully to the vision God has. When God is inspiring you and giving you vision, sometimes it does different things. Give yourself fully. You see, one of the things in church, I challenge people. I don't like people who are half-hearted with what they do. Don't like it. Challenge people. If, people, if musicians come and sing, they're half-hearted. Just go sit down. You, you don't know why you are there. Yeah. Anybody does any people come and work in our office? I don't want half-hearted people. Half-hearted people, they come last. No, I'm sorry. We don't want half-hearted people. But some of you, 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 you don't know how to do something 100%. Look at anybody say, the world too long ago, and I'm done. I said, I'm going to get a message. You know why we must give ourselves fully? This is what Cousin Pugh says, and I quote, vision is not about you and me, it's about God. God is the originator of vision, end of quote. Please God, fit into God's will. Let God order your steps. Live to please God this year. Please God by living out God's vision for your life. Psalms 37 verse 23 and 24, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. God delights in your way and you delight in the way of the Lord. Even though he fall. Because that's what happens to us. This 
vision God's given us, there'll be problems, there'll be challenges. Aramara, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. Why? For the Lord upholds him with his hand. I'm going to talk about those obstacle stuff next week Sunday. Though he fall. Yeah. Every vision, inality issues. All of it. But you see, God has already told you, don't worry, I will be with you. Like I was saying this morning, I almost said last night, was it last night? Yeah, I preached it before 12 midnight. So last night, the right and it. Yeah. Oh, last year. <laughs> Some of you are naughty people. God bless them right over there, Lord Jesus. <laughs> like I said last year. <laughs> the issue is not who, is, who are the people who are with you. The issue is, is, it, is God with you? God says, if, if you fall, I will take personal responsibility to raise you up. Oh, come on, somebody say, say hallelujah to Jesus. God says me, I mean at all, but because the vision comes from me, oh, I'll take personal responsibility because I know this thing I'm sending you on, there's potholes, there's offerings, there's thorns, hmm? there's rivers to cross, mountains to climb, fences to jump off, there's people there who are going to scheme and plan against you. Some are going to take resources away. Gonna Satan on top. But don't worry, as long as as long as I'm with you. Come on, somebody give the Lord a shout as long as I'm with you. As long as I'm with you. Yeah. As long as I'm with you. Give yourself fully. Decide to have vision that pleases God in all areas of your life. What's God's vision for you concerning your spirituality? Decide to have a vision that pleases God in your spirituality, in your money matters. Some of you, they say it's time to get your money under control. It's time for you, Hore Machonisa Ichone. Away with death, away. Get in control of your finances this year. I'm going to teach a little bit more this year along the lines such a letter. Get your money under control. Yeah. Use money as a means to an end. Let it not control you. You control it and use it for the propagation of the kingdom of God. Can I hear an amen? What about your family life? Get your family life under control. Instead of having a family, that's, everything's falling apart. What about your personal development? Take charge of your life, Bazalan. Invest in your life. Invest in your life. Relationships. What about your community life? What about church involvement? See, Bazalan, I know this. You need to see the bigger picture of your life. What do I mean? Because as I said earlier, your vision about you, when you become who you should become, there's other people in your life who will be positively affected by that. I don't have the time to read it, but you can read the story of Joseph in Genesis 37 and moving forward. Joseph's life in him following God's vision for his life would lead to his whole family being saved. Think about it. 
The nation of Israel wouldn't be there today. The whole nation, I'm telling you. Because where they were, there was starvation and people were dying of hunger. And the vision God gave this young man, and by the way, Joseph was very young when God gave him. And Bible scholars tell us it took almost 30 years before the vision came to pass. When he saw the vision, he was a teenager. Very young. It only happened much later in his life. Yeah. Some of you don't realize how much just a small obedience. You don't realize. You know, sometimes my bishop has said it in the past when she said it first time. I, I, I used to say, no, 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 no. But you know, over time I've tried to learn it with humility, of course. When she said to me, you see, if you hadn't obeyed God in being a pastor, many of us, our lives would not be reached. No, no, I'm not saying it out of pride. Oh, oh, oh. But think about it, Bazalan. The more I look at it is the more I become challenged and I feel more responsible. Are you telling me, are you telling me, God, that on the 4th of July, when you spoke to me about being a pastor, all these people were in your mind? Huh? Huh? Are, you, are you telling me, are you, are you, te- are you telling me, are you te- I didn't know that. See, some of you, you think what God's speaking to you is just a small thing because you see, you, you are small-minded. You're just thinking about you. You don't see that. She likes to say it, wifey. You must see the bigger picture. A lot of what we do affects other people, positively or negatively. Yeah. There are people, Barcelona, who are moving on in life because they're watching you. They may never come and tell you. Some of you in your families, you were the first one to come to church. You were the first one to become a Christian. You were the first one to believe. And when you came, they criticized, they talked. Mara, you held on to your vision. Look at you. You are sitting side by side today. Somebody give the Lord a big shout in the house here. Some of you, I know some people in our church, they, 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 they are in the way they're working. They have brought a different environment. They've organized things, they're leading differently. They are modeling things that are different. Every time I walk around and I see, you know, in our church, we were talking about this little wife, you know, the other time I asked people to stand, 30-year-olds and, 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 and younger, and people stand, and a large number was men. Thank God when I see men come to follow Jesus Christ, Bazalot. Because there is no nation that will get healed if the men don't get healed. Can I hear an amen in the house? Some of you, you may be you may be looking down upon the fact that you are here, upon the fact that you are taking notes, upon the fact that you are busy saying amen, hallelujah, and you are worshiping. You may just be thinking, you don't realize what this is going to turn to 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. I see the blessing of God upon you and your children and your children's children and your whole family. That's what God told Abraham. He says, Abraham is not just about you, but in you all nations will be blessed. 
So Abraham, if you don't leave okay, the Ur of the Chaldeans and go to a place that I show you, if you don't do what I told you, Abraham, there are nations whose destinies will be held hostage, Abraham. See the bigger picture. See the bigger picture. See the bigger picture. Don't just think about you. That small, you know, this is what strikes me. It's, it's, it's almost scares me to think about it. When God spoke, I was just in high school, sitting in a church, 18 years old. I didn't know. I didn't know. About a thousand churches, I didn't know. About Malaysia, Australia, I didn't know about Canada, I didn't know about, I didn't know, I didn't know about Ghana, I didn't know about Nigeria, I, I didn't know, I didn't know about Mozambique, I didn't know about Lesotho, Botswana, I didn't know about Zimbabwe, Zambia, I didn't know about Cote d'Ivoire, I didn't know about Cameroon, I didn't know, I didn't know about Mulatsane, I didn't know about Rockville, I didn't know, I didn't know about Caltonville, I didn't know, I didn't know about Linden, I didn't know about, Cam I didn't know about Blackburn, I didn't didn't know and God when he speaks to you there's a lot on the other side of the obedience that you don't know think about it look at the bigger picture you owe it to our generation to own up to the vision you owe it to us you owe it to us Ah, goodness, so many people are so small-minded. You think it's just about you. It's not just about you. And unfortunately, the opposite is true. When you blow it, so many lives. My goodness. For me, that's one of the major, major things that's on my heart all the time. I think about it always. Oh, God, please, let me not blow it. Hey, Huh? When you're running a company, there's people who rely on the payroll. Let's go away. There's other families that are depending on you. Ah, you don't see that, Basala. You don't see that. Don't be small-minded. Even though every dream starts small, don't be small-minded. Alvin Toffler says, you've got to think about big things whilst you are doing small things. So that all the small things go in the right direction. These are very simple decisions you're going to make from this sermon. It's not, it's not you know, and, and, and that's the thing about it. Any, any grand thing that God does never starts grand. <laughs> when Jesus was born, there, there was no newspaper, no television. He wasn't born in a five-star hotel. No. Born in a manger, in a stable, in attendance, some few oxen and cows, maybe some horses. God is doing something great. Some of you, you are sitting among the horses and the cows, but you don't see the potential of what you carry. Oh, Jesus. You don't see. Because you see, you want to start it with a bling bling. You want to start with a bang. You want to start it up there. But that's not how God works. God always hides things and he puts them in secret and he starts in an ordinary way. 
Yeah, when he speaks, he doesn't speak from the top of the mountain. He doesn't send an earthquake. He doesn't send any thunder. He just speaks in a still, small voice. If you are not listening, you can look down upon it. If you are not spiritual, you can forget about it and walk away from it. But if you know the way God speaks, you know this is where God is. He hides in small things. Yeah. 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 Oh, Jesus. Raise your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost here. I feel the spirit of wisdom and revelation being imparted to you. God give you insight about your vision. God give you an understanding heart and an understanding mind like he did to Solomon. To see what others don't see. To have discernment and understanding. To see what is not obvious to the casual eye. Come on, pray, pray, pray. Father, pour upon us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. Stir up, stir up, stir up, stir up. Stir up that vision in your heart through the praying in the spirit. Come on, stir it up. Come on, there's an anointing in this house. If you want to receive that anointing, if you draw from that anointing, come on, pray with intensity and draw from the Holy Ghost. Draw from the heavenlies. Draw from the world of the Spirit. I see God imparting vision and dreams. I see God imparting visions and dreams in the hearts of men and women. I see God bringing life back to visions that have died. God bringing life back to things that have been ignored. I see God showing you the open doors that you walked past and you didn't realize it was God opening that door because it was a small door. You, 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 you neglected it because it was a door that didn't was not closed in glamour and splendor. You didn't realize it was God. Oh, Believe God to open the eyes of your understanding. Believe God to give you insight and understanding and revelation. God, may I never again ignore something that you're doing in my life. May I never miss out on anything you're doing in my life. Come on, keep on praying. Keep on praying. May the wisdom of God be your portion. May the wisdom of God be your portion. 
May divine understanding be your portion. May God pour upon you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the good things that God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. May the Holy Spirit open things that have not been revealed before. Join hands with somebody and begin to pray for them right now. Pray for them, pray for them. Father, I pray for them for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. This is the place, Father. Your holy presence fills me to overflowing. there's a sweet presence in this house come on pray pray there's a sweet presence in this house the spirit of wisdom and revelation father this is the atmosphere this is the atmosphere this is the earth this is the air that we breathe. Your holy word and your holy anointing.